This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. Uh, we are doing something a little different today. Um, we have a, a number of important announcements as well. Uh, but today, inshallah, the topic will be on the question of what gives you peace. And I, what I want, uh, what I hope today is to have people call in. We are taking live calls again today uh, and sharing and share your inspirational stories, share um you know, something uh, uplifting, something that, that you personally, that, that gives you uh, tranquility, that gives you peace. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that uh, if we were to try to count his blessings, we would never be able to do it. Uh, so this is a show about celebrating those blessings and sharing them, inshallah, with others and, and in hopes of inspiring other people as well and uplifting them. We also are, um, we are doing something special this week as well. At One Legacy Radio, um, just just kind of a little introduction um, for those of you who who, who aren't uh, aware. One Legacy Radio is a nonprofit organization, and it has recently merged with In Focus News. In Focus News is a one of is the only. Muslim newspaper in Southern California. It is now available in four states in the United States. And what we want to do, what we're hoping to do, uh, is is expand. And the reason why this is so important is because we as Muslims uh, are, are very much, the voice of Muslims is very much unheard in the media, unfortunately. And as you see uh, from what's happening around us and, and the the very tragic events that, that continue to happen, I'm on, I'm on the listserv for care. And I just, every, every day we get a new email about something, a new attack on a masjid and a new attack, a new um, act of discrimination. And it's, it's extremely overwhelming. But, you know, part of what we need to do is we need to to create a Muslim voice in media, and this is really an effort in that direction. It's not just talk; it's it's something that people are doing, and they need your support. This is a nonprofit organization, and it cannot continue. We cannot continue to have this platform for Muslim media without your support. So we're asking our, our listeners and, and readers of InFocus to please become members. Um, that We're doing this this membership drive in hopes of being able to expand, in hopes of being able to be, you know, to, to, to continue to make this effort successful. We really need your support. And this is something that, that can, inshallah, be considered, a, a, you know, um, one of those aspects which, which benefit you in your grave. Because we know from the from the example of the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi from the from the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, that there are three things that continue to benefit you even after you die, even in your grave uh, of your deeds. 
And one of them is is a sadaqa jariya. Uh, when you give a sadaqa, when you give charity, and it continues to benefit people, this is building institutions, building uh, schools, building media platforms, things that will continue to benefit and grow even after uh, you have passed away. And 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 another aspect that the Prophet ﷺ spoke about is a, is a is a knowledge, some knowledge that you that you pass on or you help to pass on that continues to benefit others i hope that this act you know make it uh, make it in with your intention make your intention uh for that and when you when you go ahead and and if you go to the player uh on our site uh the the player has a uh, a link where you can just click on um, become a member and it's extremely important that we we get your support and and do this this is an act for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your intention that you are trying to aid um, muslims and and islam and, and and create that voice in that place where um where muslims can be heard and where we have not just a, a platform for for da'wah, but also a place for, for Muslims to go for support as well. And we hope that, um, inshallah, this show provides that service and, and other shows that One Legacy, um, you know, puts on as well as in Focus News. Now, today, inshallah, the, the show that, that, that we're having, um, it, it's, it's, it's hopefully, it's, it's, um, Hopefully it will be inspiring to others to hear these stories. I I encourage you to call in. The number again is 714-988-8182. That's seven one four nine eight 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 one eight two, and what what we're asking today is for you to share your inspirational stories. What um, if I were to ask you this question? What gives you peace? Um, what what inspires you? Um, what what when you are um, you know feeling down or overwhelmed? What are the things that you do, uh, or the things in your life that bring you up? What are the things in your life that give you peace uh, internally? And um, you know some. There's, you know, you can also share your stories on the chat box. I, I would love to have you call in. We, you know, I think that um, a lot of people can can benefit from, uh, f- you know, from your stories. Uh, with regards to the membership uh, drive, uh, you can become a member from from anywhere in the United, um, from anywhere in the world. Um, you do not have to be located in the United States. Um, if you are, if you do live in the United States, it is because it is. Um, a nonprofit. It, 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 your any donations are tax deductible. You can contact uh, us at In Focus um, or at One Legacy Radio and find out the details for that. But you can become a member from from anywhere in the world, inshallah. Now, um, in answering this question uh, of of what are the blessings that that you find, um, you know, kind of bring you up when you're down. As we're waiting for others to 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 chime in on that question, um, I just wanted to share a couple uh, reflections myself. Uh, there's for me personally, I think that in during one of the most difficult parts of my life, uh, there was, you know, you you find that there are certain parts of the of the Quran, there are certain verses that speak to you uh, in certain situations and certain times of your life, and they and they serve as as that 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 inspiration that you need and kind of what gets you through those, those parts of your life. And for me personally, um, it was, uh, this, this part in the Quran where it talked about the, the story of Musa alayhi salam. And, uh, it's, it's something I've shared before in, in my articles as well, but there's, we were told that when Musa alayhi salam was, was leaving or trying to escape Fir'aun and his army, and he was with Bani Israel and they got to a point where now 
um, there in front of the Red Sea, and they see these armies approaching them behind. Um, this, if you can imagine being in that situation, um, it, it's it's a pretty um, it's a pretty intense situation because uh, you have to realize that Pharaoh Pharaoh uh, was the superpower of that time. He was the tyrant of that time, and he and his army are approaching. And in front of Bani Israel and Musa salam is is the Red Sea, and so you can imagine how trapped they feel at that point, and how hopeless the situation really looks uh, in the physical realm. And yet, when what we're told in the in the ayah is, فَلَمَّا تَرَاءَ الْجَمَعَانُ قَالَ أَصْحَابُ مُوسَى إِنَّا لَمُدْرَكُونَ that when they saw the the armies approaching, they saw this situation, the people of Musa said, we will be overtaken. إِنَّا لَمُدْرَكُونَ قَالَ كَلَّا إِنَّ مَعِيَ رَبِّي سَيَهْدِينَ And uh, Musa alayhi salam, um, the, the tawakkul of Musa, the, um, the faith of Musa, he said, kalla immediately, he said, by no means. He, didn't, he wasn't shaken even by this situation. And that's really, really um, inspiring to me because this situation, um, most people would look at this situation that Musa alayhi salam was in and, and say, well, there's no way out, right? I mean, who, who's going to see a way out of this situation? There's a Red Sea in front of you, and there's an army behind you, and it happens to be a superpower army. Um, wh- where's the way out? You know, but Musa, السلام, his faith and his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was so strong that he didn't even waver. He didn't, it didn't shake him, although the situation looked impossible. And he immediately said, Kalla. First, he rejects that that doubt that the people had, the doubt in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because that's what it is, it's doubt. When we think that we're in a situation and there's no way out and we will, you know, we'll never be um, saved from that situation or we will never be, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not make a way out for us, that's doubting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's, that's a deficiency in one's iman and one's um, trust in Allah. He did not have that even for a moment. And then after that, he he says, "Inna ma'ya Rabbi sayyidin." Indeed, inna indeed, my Lord is with me, and He will guide me through. The this story, um, just you know, just these ayat really, um, for me personally, they have been extremely. Um, extremely inspiring uh, because uh, you you know these lessons that we learn from the Quran are are not just stories of course but they are they are inspirations for us they are they are to teach us they are to keep us firm uh, in those situations where we you know we may not have Pharaoh behind us and we may not have an army chasing us we may not have the Red Sea in front of us but we we have different situations. Um, we have maybe financial situations. We have personal situations. We have situations and 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 you know different types of crises that um, that also make us feel trapped. Um, sometimes it's depression. Sometimes it's anxiety. Sometimes it's uh, loss. Uh, and and these things they make us feel like there's no way out. They make us feel like in alamudrakun. We will be overtaken. We we have those doubts inside of us. The the waswasa, the whispering, um, you know, in this case that of of Bani Israel, but that's inside of all of us, you know, sometimes. And and then there's that voice of Musa alayhi salam, Indeed, I am 
uh, my Lord is with me and he will guide me through. So it's it's a reminder to all of us. And, and, and I, I think that when we talk about what inspires us and what uplifts us and what gives us peace, I think there's there's, you know, there's few other things that that will be able to do that, like the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the gifts of Allah. Allah gives us gifts in, in a lot of different forms, a lot of different ways. And I think this is really the Qur'an is one of those gifts. Ramadan is one of those gifts. The In the last 10 nights of Ramadan, the, those are you know one of those gifts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us these gifts to, to lift us up and to give us that peace. Um, and, and subhanAllah, in the story of Musa, I personally found uh, that that peace, uh, you know, and stead- steadfastness at a time when when I was also, you know, feeling very shaken. So I, um, you know, I wanted to share that story, that personal story with you. And inshallah, I hope to hear your stories as well. Um, the number again is 714-988-8182. Uh, we will be taking a short break now. And when we return, we will open up the lines again for your calls. غربا 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 Assalamu alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. Um, we would like to welcome you guys today, inshallah, to um, hopefully what will be an uplifting discussion. And we're also asking you to support the radio station um, and this platform. Um, you know, of Muslim media. Uh, when you click on the become a member at the top of the player, uh, it will direct you to the InFocus website. As as I mentioned, InFocus has merged with One Legacy Radio. One Legacy Radio has the radio uh, side of, of the media platform, and InFocus covers the the written, the newspaper side of it. Um, but we we are um, we have merged as one one organization. We hope to expand this this platform for Muslim media. Provide a a um, you know platform by which the the voice of Muslims can be heard in the media, both for Muslims as well as non-Muslims. Uh, the the perspective of Muslims is extremely important. As we see, we live unfortunately in a, a you know a time when there's so much uh, hatred and misunderstanding towards Islam and Muslims, and and it's extremely extremely important that we. Um, you know that we that we have that that opportunity. Uh, we are taking calls today. We're talking about uh, we're talking about what are those things that give you peace when you're feeling down or, or overwhelmed. What uplifts you? And we hope that you can share your stories. The number is seven one four nine eight eight. Eight one eight two. We have a number of um, inspirational stories that were shared in the chat box as well. I uh, will share some of those, and we hope to hear from you online on uh, on the call uh, call in as well. As a youth, I get inspiration from the youth in the cave, Surat al-Kahf. Recently, I've been considering whether or not I should wear the hijab. My dad is really against my decision, saying I won't get married or I'll never get a job. 
or I'll be severely discriminated in school, but I find solace in this. That is really beautiful and inspiring, subhanAllah. Um, and that's exactly what those stories are for, because um, what, what those ayat are for, they are, as you mentioned, they're not just stories, but they are lessons for us, inspiration for us. Uh, sometimes we have... Uh, re- you know, we are dealing with situations like you mentioned where we want to to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us to do. We want um, we want something like hijab. And this is this is, uh, you know, this is true that a lot of times sisters uh, face a lot of uh, they face opposition uh, against the hijab, ironically from their own family members, uh, not even from the society, but from their own home. Uh, and it's, it's very hard, uh, to, to, to stand firm against, obviously, when you have the pressure from within your own home. But this is, this is exactly what, what these stories do is it gives you that strength to be able to say that, uh, no matter what I'm going to, I'm going to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't worship uh, anything else. We don't worship, uh, you know, the people in our in our lives. We don't worship society. We don't worship fashion. We only worship Allah. And if Allah says that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, then this is what I'm going to be doing, regardless of what um, anyone else says. And, you know, talking about the the specific aspects that were brought up you know that gone again that's brought up a lot you won't find a job you won't get married you'll be discriminated against subhanallah it's it's very very interesting to to look at these statements because we have to ask ourselves uh from where does the job come from from where does the provision come from where does our career uh come from where does this this spouse this husband um you know where is this marriage going to happen and where is it going to come from and the answer is everything comes from Allah. And so it's very, uh, you know, I'd say at best we could call it foolish to think that we are going to disobey and displease the source and then expect lots of great things to come to us from the source. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the source of these things that we want so desperately. And yet we think that disobeying him, doing the opposite of what he's commanded is going to make us more successful. This is a nonsensical, of course, and it's it's just, it's usually an indication that we've forgotten where these things really come from. Uh, what is the source of our provision and, and this job that we want to find? What is the source of this husband that we, this, this wonderful husband that we want to, to marry? What is the source of these things? It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's interesting to see that we would never... If we were in a company and we really wanted a raise and we really wanted a promotion, uh, it would probably not be very wise to continuously um, disobey and to continuously anger the boss. Uh, if the boss tells you to have a report in by uh, by noon and you say, actually, um, I don't really feel like doing it. Or the or the boss says, you know, um, I need this particular task done by tomorrow, and you say, well, no, I actually didn't really feel like doing that either. Uh, and then at the end of the the month, you expect a raise. <laughs> you know, at the end of the month, you expect a promotion. Nobody would would really do that. Uh, and and so this, but this is what we do with Allah. And Allah is high above any analogy. But this is what we do with Allah. Uh, we, 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 we disobey Him. He tells us to do something and we say, you know, I don't really feel like doing it. Uh, and, or we, or we, um, you know, He tells us not to do something and we say, well, actually, I feel like doing it. And we do that ironically because we want to raise. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, the person who says, well, actually, I'm not really going to do this report because actually I want to raise. It doesn't make sense. And so for us to say we want, we want a great job and we want, 
uh, a great husband, and we want all these wonderful things from the boss, which is Allah, by disobeying him, uh, again, it's not, it doesn't make sense, and it's not, um, it's, it, it's not indicative of a very wise decision, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Uh, so, <clears throat> I am on talk radio, um, at any time you, you log in, um, and we have, um, we have Serenity streaming live every day, Monday through Friday at the same time at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. GMT, and we are always on talk radio. What uplifts me when I have stress and depression and when the dunya, life of the dunya is taking over my life and it occupies my daily routine, when I realize that I am unhappy with my um, time management and in um, occupation, and in, in being occupied by the dunya life, I know that I am already guided by Allah for giving me a time. Um, it got cut off. Um, but this is, you know, this is the thing that um, that often does distract us. Um, he says, know that I am already guided by Allah for giving me time to reflect and for um, to realize that I, what I'm doing is wrong. Alhamdulillah, I utter and I remember this surah which helps me all the time. There's no words in how I feel after I read this. Just alhamdulillah. Um, you know, he he's right in that, you know, it, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who even is the one who reminds us that we have a problem. Um, the fact that we remember that we are getting distracted is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we have to thank Allah for that um, and, and uh, turn to him uh, when we are getting distracted. And, and he, he went on to explain that it's, um, we did not expand you. This is the ayah um, from, from Asharh chapter 94. We did not expand you, O Muhammad. Did we not? Alam nashrah laka sadrak. Did we not expand for you your breast? And we removed from your burden which has weighed you down weighed upon your back and raised high for you your repute for indeed with hardship will be ease with hardship comes ease um you know so uh, this is an ayah that's repeated twice in a row and it, it gives you that that sense um that reminder that with every hardship there's ease and it, it does not uh just happen after but it happens with the hardship itself um, some other people shared some uh, very inspirational stories as well. Uh, one person says, I used to get mad at Allah because it feels like he doesn't answer my dua, but I found peace after reading this ayah. Uh, it may be that you dislike a thing which is good for you and that you like a thing which is bad for you. Allah knows, but you do not know. This ayah calms me. Uh, this is extremely important. This is Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 216. Um, it may be that you hate something and it's good for you it may be that you love something and it's bad for you uh, Allah knows and we do not know and this is absolutely what we need to realize sometimes we do make dua for something specific and we think Allah is not answering our dua but this is absolutely wrong because Allah answers all duas but sometimes it is not in the form that we ask and the reason for that is because it may be that we hate something and it's good for us and it may be that we love something and it is bad for us. We may be asking for something that is not in our best interest and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to protect us. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us something instead. And what Allah gives is always better for us. 
Um, someone else says in the ayah, and when my servant asks about me, and when my servant asks you about me, of course I am near. I respond to the call of one when he prays to me, so they should respond to me and have faith in me so that uh, they may be on the right path. It inspires and gives me real peace. And this is also Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 186. Uh, this this is something that that also gives us a lot of peace, knowing that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala always hears our call. Uh, there's never a time when our you know we feel like oh he's not answering our du'a and that's not true. Allah always answers. Allah always hears. It's just the form in which it's answered. It may or may not be the way we've asked, and it's because Allah knows best. Um. The is uh, uh, this other uh, someone else shared. Um, it is we. It is we who relate to you their story and truth. Indeed, they were youth who believed in their Lord, and we increased them in guidance, and we made firm their hearts when they stood up and said, Our Lord is the Lord of the heavens and the earth. Never will we invoke beside him any deity. And this is, you know, sharing the story of of Ahl al-Kaf. And this is an inspiration for all the youth, um, especially those who are being... Um, you know, again, there's a lot of opposition in, in in different directions. We have opposition from society, and there's opposition sometimes from within the own family. It's only Allah Subhanahu wa Taala can hold us up. Who can hold us up at, during those times and and ever? Allah is the one who, if He holds you up, nothing can can knock you down. And if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala were to leave you, then nothing can hold you up. Um. Someone shares that what uplifts me is knowing that Allah is the best of planners. Uh, again, you know, sometimes we spend a lot of time trying to plan for ourselves, trying to plan for our lives, trying to plan for our careers. And um, this, you know, we, we get frustrated at times. Things are not working out the way we want. But just knowing that Allah is the best of planners, that we are going to plan, but Allah is the best of planners. And he has our our whole life in his hands. And he is the one who who gives um, and takes based on 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 absolute knowledge of what is best and what is not best. Someone says, um, "Salam Yasmin, I haven't been feeling at peace lately. I have these excessive thoughts, and I find myself unable to quiet those thoughts. I can't even sleep at night anymore. I refuse to take medicine. I don't know how to cure this disease." Um, you know, subhanAllah, it's, it's, um, there's a lot of things that could cause this. Uh, and so it's, it's very difficult to say, I, I, you know, you, you can't know, without knowing the situation, it'd be very difficult to know what could cause this. But, but I can maybe speak about a few things that could potentially cause this. Of course, it could be a medical, um, you know, situation. Uh, it could be uh, that there's something that we are, um, too attached to or um, too dependent upon other than Allah. And when we become too um, sort of obsessed with something other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or too dependent, when our life revolves around an axis other than the axis of la ilaha illallah, other than the axis of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it causes a lot of distress and it causes, because it's, you're tipping, you know, you're tipping the balance in a way that it was never meant to be, and so it causes internally a lot of anxiety and uh, sadness and depression and and distress. 
so sometimes that's the cause that we need to really come back and bring the center of the center of gravity needs to be Allah again instead of this other thing. And just to give you an idea, those other things that we sometimes make our center of gravity or are the center of of our life. Uh, sometimes it's other people in our lives. Sometimes it's somebody who we're married to or someone um, who we want to marry. Uh, maybe it's sometimes it's our careers. Sometimes it's our children. Uh, sometimes it's um, uh, our status or, or, or money, our business, wealth. Uh, sometimes it's it's these other things and, and it becomes such an obsession for us that we actually... Uh, we no longer are focused on Allah, but instead on this on this particular thing. And as a result, it creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of sadness and a lot of dis- internal distress. So at times it may it may be it may be that we need to rebalance and come back and refocus on um on Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and let let those other things um, take their proper place. They, they they should not they should not be at the center of our gra- you know center center of gravity. It should not be at the the axis of for which we revolve everything else around. But but we need to re once you refocus and you and you and you put that center back in place, things get you know, back to the way they should be internally and externally. Um, coming back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making Him the focus. And that happens through increasing your remembrance, increasing your dhikr, and then also cleaning the heart through tawbah. So it's kind of this two-step process um, which have to happen simultaneously and have to happen consistently. One is cleaning the heart. The heart is the, the lens by which we see the whole world. The heart is actually the apparatus by which we understand the world. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ بِهَا They have hearts that they don't think or reason with. He does not say they have minds that they do not reason with, but hearts. It's the heart that, that really is the apparatus by which we understand the world and see the world. And Allah says also that it's not the eyes that are blind, but it's the heart inside the chest. So we see with the heart and we think and reason with the heart. So we have to clean that apparatus so that we can see and reason correctly. And that process of cleaning it um, comes through tawbah and also through dhikr. Uh, dhikr is the food of the heart, the air of the heart. Um, remembering Allah often is what's going to keep the heart alive and then cleaning the heart through tawbah is what's going to keep keep the heart clean so that it can see properly. And that's how we refocus and bring bring back that proper uh, balance in our lives uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the center. Someone else writes, What I also do is recall all the times Allah opened a window or a door when you were in a difficult period in the past. This gives me hope for the future. That's a really beautiful reflection, and I think it's a very good um, it's very good advice. When you're in a difficult situation today, uh, it is very, it is, it's a very helpful and um, to look back at previous times when you were in a difficult situation and how Allah saved you and how what Allah did for you and how Allah made a way out for you. And it's a, it's to remind you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always makes a way out if you focus on Him. He says that whoever has taqwa of Him, who has fear of Him, consciousness of Him, he does two things uh, that are mentioned in this ayah. He makes a way out for him. And he provides for him from places that he never imagined. So you get you get a way out of this 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 seemingly hopeless situation, this this um, overwhelming situation. You get a way out, um, and 
and then on the other hand, you um, Allah subhanahu wa taala provides you from places you never imagined, and that brings me to the um, you know the sort of the the conclusion of the story I began with um, before we go to break, and that is when Musa alayhi salam was standing in front of the Red Sea, and we said that the armies were coming behind him, and this Red Sea was in front of him, and the people were saying Inna lamudrakun. He said Kalla Inna ma'ya Rabbi sayahdin. In by no means, indeed, my Lord is with me, and He will guide me through. And then we see what happens after that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Musa alayhi salam to take his staff and, and to strike the sea. And when he strikes the sea, Allah opens the Red Sea for him. And this is a lesson for us. That, that when you're in that situation and it feels like you're trapped and it feels like there's no way out, when you say, Kalla inna ma'ya rabbi sayahdin, with your heart, Right? It's not just something you say with your tongue. When you really, really see that, that Allah is with you and He will guide you through no matter what the situation is, Allah will make a way out for you from a place you never imagined. In this case, He actually opened up a sea for these people. Uh, inshallah, we will go ahead and take a break now. The number again to call in is 714-988-8182. Assalamu alaikum. This is Yasmin Mujahid, and you're listening to Serenity, streaming live on One Legacy Radio. Uh, we today are talking about inspirational stories, um, what, what things uplift you when you're feeling down uh, or, or hopeless. And we're also we're calling on you to support this radio station, to, to support this effort. Uh, without your support, we, we really cannot go on and we cannot continue to have these shows, cannot continue to broadcast as we are. Alhamdulillah, we are worldwide and, and anyone can, can listen. But we need, we need your support um, in order to continue these types of efforts. And, and um, you know, One Legacy has merged with In Focus News, the newspaper uh, arm kind of, 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 this, of this media platform for Muslims. We need a voice for Muslims and we need your support in order to do that. Uh, One Legacy Radio is a non-profit organization and we, we cannot continue without that support uh, of, of, of our listeners. Uh, so if you can please become a member, you'll see that uh, at the at the player at the top, there's a red uh, button where you can become a member. Uh, this is something that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, has told us through the words of the Prophet, peace be upon him. This is this is potentially something that can benefit us in our graves because sadaqa jariyah is something that you give. It's a sadaqa you give. It's a, it's a charity that you give and it continues to benefit people even after you die. Uh, when you are investing in this type of institution, this is this is what is driving 
these shows. Um, if you're benefiting anything from these shows, if you've benefited or others have benefited, it's because of of this of this support from from our listeners and from our readers. Uh, that is how uh, this this can continue to benefit people. And that 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 money that we invest for the sake of helping others and and something that will continue to help others is is something that can can benefit us even after we've passed away in our graves. Uh, that the the Prophet Sallam has told us uh, this is one of those three things. So please do support uh, the radio station. Ask others to support. If you if you um, enjoy and you benefit from 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 any of the efforts that 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 One Legacy has done, please do support and ask others to do so as well. Uh, we are sharing today about uh, we are talking about inspirational stories of what people, uh, you know, what what people do when they're feeling burdened or uh, overburdened. And um, one person shared, uh, knowing that in fact Allah does not burden us more than we can bear in our trials. And this is very, very true. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us uh, in Surah Al-Baqarah, لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِلَّا وُسْعَهَا Allah never gives you a taklif, never gives you a burden, except what you're able to bear. This means a number of things. One, Allah will never command us to do something, except that we can do it, right? Allah will never command us to do something or make something obligatory upon us that is too hard for us to do. And if it truly was too hard, then it wouldn't have been obligatory. For example, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us to pray five times a day. You know, someone who, you know, maybe they, it, it's difficult for them or they don't feel like praying at work or at school might say, oh, but that's just too hard. Well, we know that that isn't true because if it were too hard, as a general rule, Allah would not have made it obligatory. But Allah has made it obligatory. And there, that necessitates the fact that it is not too hard. Allah would not put that taklif on us. Allah would not put that burden on us or that, that responsibility on us, um, except unless we were able to bear it. So we know for a fact that we are able to bear it, and it is not, in fact, too hard uh, for us to do. We know that we can do it. So anytime we get in a situation and we feel like something that Allah has made obligatory on us, hijab or salah or fasting or, or zakah or any of these things that Allah has made obligatory, we feel like, oh man, it's too hard. We, we should know that that is the waswasa of our, of our nafs and of shaitan trying to make us feel that it's too hard and we should remind ourselves, no, Allah would not have made it obligatory if it were too hard. And then you look at situations where maybe, um, you know, for example, Allah has prohibited alcohol, Allah has prohibited pork. You know, and, and normally we live our lives, no, you know, we can't really say, oh, it's just too hard to avoid, you know, pork. It's too hard to avoid alcohol. Of course it's not, you know, it's something we can do. But suppose you're on a deserted island and um, there's absolutely no other food except for a piece of pork, right? And you're going to die unless you eat it. In that situation and in that specific situation, even in that situation, it is not, it's no longer haram for you to eat just enough to stay alive. So again, the ayah holds true. Allah never puts a burden on you, never puts a responsibility on you, never a taklif except when, that you can bear it unless you would be able to bear it. And if that situation arises, 
where you literally cannot bear it and Allah knows best, then it is no longer um, a, a taklif on you. It is no longer a responsibility on you. For example, the case where you need to eat something forbidden in order to stay alive. Uh, so this is one of the meanings of, and understandings of this of this ayah. And then beyond that is in these times of hardship when we feel burdened, we feel that we have this heaviness on us. That Allah has never given you and will never give you more than you can handle in that hardship. He will never give you a burden and a heaviness more than you can handle. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who holds you up. So Allah might give you something that's heavy, objectively heavy to carry. But if Allah is the one carrying it for you, it doesn't feel heavy anymore. If Allah is the one holding you and that heaviness up, it's, you know, doesn't matter because it's not heavy for you anymore. It, it, you know, the, the, the fear is, you know, we worry a lot about carrying heavy things. We worry a lot about storms. Uh, we worry a lot about these types of things. But um, it doesn't matter uh, that it's raining outside as long as you have shelter. Right. It doesn't matter that there's this really heavy weight that, that, that you know, you're about to have to carry. There's this really heavy weight. Um, it doesn't matter that, that, it, that it weighs 150 pounds if you have uh, someone else come and carry it for you, right? Uh, and this is, this is the idea, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives you things and yet He is the one who holds you up. If you seek his help. And so even though it is heavy objectively. It weighs 150 pounds. You are not the one holding it. If you are seeking the help of Allah. And even though it's raining outside. Uh, you're not the one getting rained on. You're not getting wet. If you have shelter. That shelter is only in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you have that shelter. You don't need to worry about the rain. If you have Allah to carry. You don't have to worry about the weight. Uh, it's 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 really our focus needs to be uh, worrying about not rather um, you know Subhanallah so much of our focus is on uh, worrying about the rain and worrying about the weight and worrying about these things uh, but really our focus needs to be do we have shelter once the rain comes and do we have someone to carry it for us do we have that nearness to Allah are we seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that when the weight comes he carries it for us uh, because it, there's no weight on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah is high above any of these um, these burdens it's only heavy if we try to carry it ourselves. And we will never be able to do that. If we try to rely on ourselves, if we try to rely on the creation, we will never be able to stand. It is only through seeking the help and, and refuge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we can stay dry in the storm and we can, we can you know, um, not get overburdened by these weights. Someone else shares, um, I feel peace when I read Surah Al-Fatiha with concentration. And, uh, you know, this is amazing. We, we sort of, I think, take Surah Al-Fatiha for granted because we read it at least 17 times a day in our faraid, in our salah. And um, I, I actually heard a story when I was in Malaysia from this sister, a very inspirational story about a sister who was raised as a Muslim and, um, uh, you know, um, she was born as a Muslim rather, but she was, you know, far from the deen. And she started to, when she got to be, uh, I think like in her twenties or so, she started to search for, you know, the truth. So she actually started to investigate all different types of religion. She left Islam 
actually for some time. And, um, you know, she became a Christian. She, she, she investigated for, for a number of years, she was actually Christian. She investigated a number of different religions and, and, um, you know, just, just trying to find the truth. And after searching, uh, this active search for over 10 years, she decided, you know, maybe I'll read the Quran because even though she was born Muslim, she hadn't really read it. So she opened up the Quran and she just read Surah Al-Fatiha. And she said she lit- she literally fainted. She literally fainted when she read Surah Al-Fatiha. And, and she described that how um, it, it, the reason that it made her faint is because in that Surah was the answer to what she had been looking for her entire life. And she just didn't know it. She didn't. She hadn't even read it. She hadn't really reflected on it. And it was like it's so moving to hear this story because we read Surah Al-Fatiha every day. We read it so many times a day, and it doesn't even shake us. And yet, this woman, you know, it was Surah Al-Fatiha that brought her back to Islam and shook her so much that she actually fainted. Uh, so, Subhanallah, it's something really to think about. There is a, there is a truth in these words that we are we are missing, we are overlooking, and we need to really come back to it, subhanAllah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our hearts to that truth um, of His words. Uh, Surah Al-Fatiha is a, is a gem, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a reason why He's told us to, to recite it so many times. We need to come back to really reflecting on His words. Someone uh, says, um, let's see. What do you suggest for people dealing with anxiety and panic attacks? I find peace and solace when doing salah, but it is not always possible to stop and go pray. So what do you suggest we do? Uh, this is a really excellent question, and it's actually wonderful that that you find solace in salah from this anxiety and this panic. And that's exactly what salah is. That's the design, right? It's supposed to have that effect on us. And the truth is, if if we do feel nothing in our salah, then there's something wrong in the way we're doing it, um, or in the khushua. Uh, so you feel the fact that you feel the peace and the salah in salah is a very good sign. Uh, but but we need to realize that salah is not the only time that we remember Allah. But we uh, we should and can remember Allah between our prayers as well. Uh, you know, obviously there's the reflection on his words and reading Quran and listening to Quran. But but even beyond that, anytime we're we're going somewhere, we're in the car, we're walking, we're we're studying, we're travel whatever we're doing, actions, we can always be mentioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um through dhikr um with our tongue and also in our hearts. Remembering Allah is not only saved for the salah. And um, sometimes that's our problem, is that we only remember Allah in our prayers, you know, for a few minutes a day. And so the rest of the time, we were lost in dunya. This is why we become anxious. It's why we become also have so much trouble when we do start to pray at, fo- you know, so much trouble focusing on Allah. Because we're not focusing on Him between our prayers. We're not thinking about Him between our prayers. What we, what we should be doing is is continuing that remembrance that we are doing in our prayers, continuing it even after we are done praying and between our prayers. Dhikr, you know, the Prophet ﷺ told us that these words, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Subhan, you know, Allahu Akbar. These these very uh, small words, they are light on the tongue, but they're heavy on the scale of good deeds. It's easy for us to say these things, but they have a very heavy effect on our hearts and on our state. So just being consistently 
consistently remembering Allah with our tongues and with our hearts is going to help you cure that panic and that anxiety. And it's going to help you refocus your heart on Allah, even outside of your prayers. The more that you do that, the more peace you'll have outside of your prayers, uh, but also the more uh, ability you will have to focus inside of your prayers on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So keeping in mind that dhikr is not just in prayers, um, but it's also between our prayers. Get in the habit of saying the athqar. There are athqar supplications in the morning that the Prophet ﷺ taught us to make uh, when the sun rises. There are athqar after every prayer. There are athqar that we're told to say once the sun sets, athqar al-masa'. Uh, there are athkar for before we sleep. There are athkar for, for every action that we make. You know, you're wa- you're leaving the house, there's a dhikr. There. You're coming back in the house, there's a dhikr. You start to eat, there's a dhikr. You finish eating, there's a dhikr. You start to drive, there's a dhikr. There's a dhikr for going into the bathroom. There's a dhikr for leaving the bathroom. Dhikr for entering the masjid. Dhikr for leaving the masjid. Dhikr for intimacy. Dhikr for, for finishing, um, you know, anything you do. Or putting on new clothes. There's, there's subhanAllah, we're taught this for a reason. Uh, and you can understand that if we were to to really try to follow this and try to m- you say all these afkar in all these different positions of life, we would be remembering Allah all the time. Uh, and it's, it's as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes in Surah Al-Imran, الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا سبحانك. It's, you know, Allah describes people Al-Bab, these people who remember Allah standing and sitting and on their sides. Standing and sitting and on their sides. What's left? You know, this is every position. It's, it's remembering Allah, not just when you're praying, but in every position. And, and they reflect uh, and they look at the signs in the heavens and the earth. They reflect on the signs of the heavens and the earth. Uh, and they say and they realize and they're led to this understanding. This consistent remembrance of Allah leads you to an awareness that every single thing around you has a purpose. Every single thing around you, every single thing happening in your life, everything not happening in your life, everything that you see, everything you don't see, everything you experience is created for a very specific purpose. The more you remember Allah, when you are among those who remember Allah, qiyaman wa qu'udan wa ala junubihim, standing, sitting, and on their sides, you are among those ulil albab that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes, the people of intellect, the people who understand, the people of understanding, that you will be able to be led to this understanding of Rabbana ma khalaqta hadha batilan subhanak. Allah does not create anything without a purpose. It's not just the heavens and the earth that have a purpose, but every single thing in your life has a purpose. Every experience has a purpose. Every loss has a purpose. Every gain has a purpose. Every success and every failure has a purpose. Uh, and you will be able to see that once you become among those who remember Allah in every situation. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless the rest of your uh, of your Ramadan 
And inshallah, please do continue to to support this effort to to support uh, this radio station and 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 this this effort to create uh, a platform for Muslim media. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم إنه غفور رحيم سبحانك الله وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. غربا غربا غربا